Hey guys, and welcome to our Right Now podcast. Excited for another conversation today, thinking about how we can use our lives right now for God's glory. Today's guest is the one, the only Samantha <laughs> Jeter. Samantha, what's up? Hey Chase, how are you? I'm good. What's going on with you these days? Not much, not much. Not much. All right, tell everybody what you're doing right now, where you are, all that kind of stuff. Right now I'm at Auburn University and I'm a marketing major. Marketing major. Yeah, super yeah. fun business classes. Is it fun, really? No, no. not at all. It's all horrible. Right. <laughs> so you can market something like our podcast. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. We're very good at it. All right, we'll mm-hmm. let you talk to our producer, Broxton, and, and market this podcast for us. So. Mm, I will, I will. Good so um, I just have one, que- one question before we jump in, Samantha. You might have one of the best voicemails I've ever heard. <laughs> when did you record that voicemail? I recorded it in sixth grade. <laughs> All right. And why Why have you kept it the same since sixth grade? Um, Truthfully, no one leaves voicemails anymore, so I always forget it's a thing. And I've been told that I need to change it because it's not professional. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, but, it's definitely a more sixth grade Yeah, uh, it was, it's definitely more of a sixth grade voicemail. So if you're sure. listening and you would like to hear Samantha's voicemail... Um, I might give you a number and tell her not to answer so you can uh, call. A lot of people actually call me and ask me not to answer yeah, so I they can, can listen I to can it. I can see that. So, Well, Samantha, on our podcast, again, it's called Right Now. We're thinking about some things in the moment. So first question, kind of fun, different thought. Right now, if you could spend time with anybody, dead or alive, who mm-hmm. would it be? It's mm-hmm. a hard one. Um, dead or alive. I think I would want to spend time with Abraham Lincoln. Okay. <laughs> Um, because I think he's a really wise guy, but also I've always loved that time period in history and I'm a huge history buff. So I would want to go back and kind of like get behind his thought process and why he chose to make the decisions he did for our country. All right. So what would be your first question to Abraham Lincoln? Mm. (laughs) I'd probably start off with like a funny question and be like, so why the beard? Like, why'd you go with that? And everything. Yeah. Why the top hat? How'd you get so tall? Um, but yeah, just stupid questions like that. <laughs> so, to start with. To start with, yeah. And then I would talk to him more about why he wanted to become president and why he felt like that was the leadership role he should take. Yeah, yeah. That's the. I always think about the possibility of just kind of being a gnat on the wall in different situations and just thinking through like uh, those meetings that he was having with mm-hmm. people to make those decisions, obviously right. they were making in that time frame and, uh, different stuff would be very interesting. Yeah, being so, in the room where it happens. Yeah. Abraham Lincoln. I like it. History buff. All right. So fo- uh, focus question right here. Main question. Right. What is God right now, Samantha, would you say is teaching you important for us to process through that as far as using our life and being wise in the moment, as we think about Ephesians five, what is God teaching you right now? Right. Well, Chase, I've told you a little bit about this, but I think that God really has been teaching me a lot about what it looks like to knock on his doors and not the doors I want to be open. And just like a little bit of looking into Paul and how Paul would go all these different places. But sometimes the Holy Spirit would say, no, you're not like turn back like you're not supposed to be here. But it wouldn't just stop Paul from continuing to go. He kept going. And I think that's something that I've been having to learn somewhat the hard way lately in the sense of like. You know, I was writing my journal the other day and I was asking God why he wasn't opening certain doors and I didn't understand. It was confusing and stuff. But then going on to see, like, I was only knocking on the doors that I'd asked him to open and not the doors that he had, like, placed in front of me, whether I knew what those were or not. Yeah, that's good. So just for a second, 
Help us understand when you say doors, what exactly do you mean by that? I think it means like opportunities and also just um, things that he set in place at different points in life. And so I think that along different parts of my life, especially um, in this past year, it's been different opportunities, like whether it means like something that I could could succeed at possibly, or just things that I was supposed to do career-wise that I thought I was supposed to do and just like continuing to hit walls sometimes. Right. So how do you feel like God shows you what is a God door or a God opportunity versus a personal your door or my door versus, again, his opportunities and his doors? Well, I was actually reading, Christine Kane had something on this this morning and everything um, where she was talking about um, kind of seeing how you know whether or not like God, like this is God's door or this is like something else's door. And it's honestly just to keep, moving forward, like I was saying. Um, I think that like you're going to need to delve, like delve into sp- um, scripture. And I think that's where you should go first and foremost every single time. And okay. I think that's something that's kind of lost today. It's more to go to your friend's p- opinions and what they think is the door that you should go to. But just really, I think, digging into the gospel and continuing to see what God's going to say to you. Because we might not hear God's verbal voice saying, this is the door that I have for you and everything. Is that but, the way God speaks? Yeah. Like, that's yeah, the sound? That's okay. sound. That's the sound. Um, <laughs> It's not, that might not be how he does it, but just being able to kind of lean into what he's saying to you through his word. And that's something I've continuously noticed, whether it's through like Psalms 121 and it's saying like, I look to my eyes to the hills where does my help come from? It comes yeah. from the Lord. Yeah. And just looking and continuing to lean into that, even if it's not always clear. Yeah, that's good. For me, a lot of times, obviously scripture is the first foremost, like, hey God, we're, we're talking to you. We want to hear from you. And then God always has put wise people in my path as well to mm-hmm. help me. Okay. This is, I've read this, I've praying this oh, yeah. now. Hey, so-and-so like, what do you think about this? Asking those questions to oh, yeah. those wise folks that God, you know, uh, there's, there's great wisdom as the scripture says in multiple people and multiple counsel, great counsel. Mm-hmm. And so uh, very important uh, in that. And so what would you say though, Samantha, if you feel as if there's no God doors, like you kind of like, what do you, what do you do in that situation where you're like, I don't really know what's next. Like, yeah. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. God, I'm praying. God, I'm reading your word. I just don't know. What would you say to that? Well, first of all, I think for it's really easy to kind of, if you're very insecure about it, to kind of seep into like hopelessness in a lot of ways. But I think if you are continuing to seek the Lord in this and stuff, it's going to be able to be like, be able to stop and say like, okay, well, if I am seeking the Lord in this and it doesn't seem clear at all, then I just like have to continue to say, okay, well maybe like I do have two options in front of me and maybe choosing one or the other is not a bad thing. Like maybe they're both really good options and stuff. And that's something also I've had to learn is that, you know, maybe God's not telling you directly what it's supposed to be because he could use you in both ways and stuff. And that can be in like a closed door way as well. Like I've had where I've interviewed for a couple things and him and me be like, oh, well, of course I need to get at least one of them because that's what like I think is supposed to happen. Right. And him being like, like, you know, it's just being like, no, they're both closed. You're not supposed to go, like you're yeah, not supposed yeah. to like do either of those options. And for me, I'm kind of one of those people who like, I like, I really need to keep be doing stuff and everything to feel like I'm actually worth something, which is like one of the things I have to work on. Right. And so I think that being able to realize where your actual strength comes from and that you don't have to be serving in multiple spots and maybe the Lord is asking you to kind of quiet your soul and like really listen to him. It's yeah, important. that's good. Hey, so when you think about this, let's last kind of thought on what God's mm-hmm. teaching you, but I think this could be something interesting that could help those that are listening. 
Um, you got you just graduated um, last year, um, two years ago. Yeah. And so you've been through one year, full year college, and now you're have almost through the second. When you think of God opening, closing doors, making a decision for college. All right. Are you with me? Like yeah. trying to know, okay, God, what door are you open? What door are you not opening? Just speak to that for a second about figuring that out. Um, you know, and you don't have to go into great detail, but just quick thoughts on that. Yeah. I mean, on like the front side, I think it's really easy, especially if you're a people pleaser to do exactly what everyone says you should do. Yeah. And I mean, for me, um, when I was a senior in high school, I truly thought I was going to Baylor University up until April of my senior year. Yeah. And my parents sat me down and just had like a really hard conversation of just being like, you know, you're actually going to have to decide, you know, you have to end up somewhere next year <laughs> and everything. And it was really hard because I think as a senior in high school, um, and for a lot of seniors who like might listen to this podcast, you're really at a point where like, this is the, your first real decision that you have to make on your own yeah. and kind of just sitting back and saying, okay, I can't just let other people decide this for me. And I can't let my parents' decision decide for me because that's what happened for me. My parents thought they made the decision for me hmm. and that they like forced me to go right. to Auburn. And so that was not the case at all. It was definitely like my decision and stuff, but I think it's really important to remember that yes, this is your first real decision, but this is not, it doesn't have to be a bad decision and right. it can be a really good thing. And I, a lot of people transfer in college if that's not where they're supposed to be. And so I think that we take these decisions almost as like a life or death type thing. Yeah. And as a senior in high school, I think I would turn back and tell myself to relax and chill out and everything because that we're way good. too much about yeah, things good. that were not um as of important as important because right. the thing is is god's gonna put you somewhere and he's gonna use you there and you have to be open to that really and good. so whether or not i was at baylor or auburn or if i'd stayed here or anything like that i think the lord would have used me in those places that's good that's good so really important uh you know samantha as you're talking about decision making mm -hmm. and walking through in obedience to the direction god's leading you to do so vital for us as people and for those that are listening, as you think of your using your life right now, I mean, that's that's a huge uh, you know area of obedience we can think about is walking through those right doors and knocking on the right doors, not mm -hmm. just doing the things that we want to do and the doors that we want to go through, really asking God. You know, that was a big part of my story when I graduated high school. I thought, man, I really wanted to coach baseball, really wanted to teach and stuff like that. And that's the direction I went and kind of really thinking nothing about it. But never really stopped and said, God, what is it that you want me to yeah. do? You know, really never asked that question. And I remember God helping me get to that point and him leading me to that. Um, but it'd be a whole lot better if we asked those questions on the front end than having to go mm -hmm. through some stuff to get there. So, sure. all right. So as we think of what uh, God's teaching us, Samantha, it's important not to just hear from God, but be obedient to God and right. be used by God. And so what do you think right now as far as your generation and uh, even our students' lives right now, how can God use uh, you guys right now in our world? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I really kind of think it's interesting to look at our current generation and see where everyone is at. Cause I think that we have very two different, like far left and right leaning ways in the sense of like one group is very much leaning towards the truth and wanting to know what that actually is, whether you have ever heard of the Lord or not. I think you very much see people and young people today looking and asking like honestly the right questions of yeah. what they're supposed to be doing right yeah. now. And I think that's very admirable, but we also have the other side of it where people, it's very easy right now to cover up the truth. Yeah. And it's very easy to say that this is not real yeah. and everything. Yeah. And so I think that our generation right now really just needs to focus 
on that truth and continuing to spread what like the Lord's truth is and stuff. So something that I've been kind of working on recently is, you know, when it comes to realizing what truth is, I'm not going to realize it from this media site or, you know, this person or things like that. I'm trying to say, okay, I'm going to go to scripture and then I'm we're going to discuss this and everything. And I think my current like college pastor does that really well and that he goes and he seeks out like scripture and he goes through it. And that's what we're going to go through the entire time he's speaking. But then he's going to go back and he's going to talk about what this meant in the Hebrew, the Greek and everything, because sometimes the context is off in a lot of ways and stuff. So I think that when I'm kind of going back to what our generation can do, it's to continue to like push that forward. I think that's something that is very cool in a sense. Yeah. You guys are incredibly smart. Like it's amazing to me, especially my brain doesn't go very deep. You know that. Um, other people right here joke about that. Um, but it's amazing to me to think about and to listen to our, you know, current generation ask questions. You mm-hmm. know, I was talking to a ninth grade girl last night at church and she was just talking about asking all these questions about yeah. like some of the end time stuff that our pastor has been preaching on us and different things. And, you know, when's the tribulation going to happen? All these kind of oh, things, yeah. like big questions, but it's because like they, what I see is like you said, it's a very valid point of people especially your generation wants to experience the truth. Mm-hmm. And so we do have a great opportunity. One, to know the truth. Very important, mm-hmm. I think, you know, to think about that. And then two, continue to have conversations um, with people about that. Talk talk just a minute on that for a second. Yeah. How, how do you, with a friend or on your college campus uh, or in high school, when someone has a difficult question, you know, mm-hmm. What what would you say is a great way to point them to the truth, talk to them about those things, just kind of practically? Yeah. What do you think? Well, in a Christian to Christian friend type sense, um, and I can address both, but um, some of the hard one of the hardest questions I've been asked, you know, when I'm bringing up this problem or you know anything like that, they'll be like, "Oh, have you prayed about it?" Yeah, and I'm like. <sighs> And yeah, I guess so. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and shut up, shut up, come on, like that's not what we're talking about right here. And so, so that's something I think that can end up being a hard question for another Christian to ask you. And I think that's a question you should always start out with yeah. when you're having a hard conversation and or if they don't understand why something is like this in the Bible. And I know there's been plenty of times where, you know, I've been that spot as well. Um, and then, then dealing on the sense where it comes into contact with people who are not saved. And when they, and a lot of times, like the people I come into contact who are actually asking questions are people who have somewhat dealt with depression in their lives, or they're wondering if it's ever going to end and they go into things like that. And that has always been one of the hardest questions for me to like, like honestly come across. And especially with younger girls um, in high school, when they're asking like, I've been, I've been dealing with these, these things like for however many years, and I don't know how they're going to end and everything. And being able to say, well, this is the truth and this is where the Lord is and everything. And then like pointing them in those directions, but also knowing that like, I can't help them in that. You know what I'm saying? That they're going to have to like really actually seek the Lord in it. And I think that's the hardest part is actually, um, because I think one of the things that blocks people in our generation is actually seeking the Lord. It's really easy for us to say, you know, I'm going to seek the Lord, but when are you going to actually do it yeah. and everything? Because I can tell you every day that I'm been like, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. But until I actually do it is when you'll actually see change. Yeah. And so um, that's something that I really want to work on and everything. So it's not saying that I'm perfect at that at all. But um, that's one of the hardest things, I think, to kind of talk through with people yeah. um, in any setting. So now flip the script. What if it's not you to another believer? Let's say. Right. 
just this is a random person in one of your business classes at yeah. Auburn, like, and they're like, so what do you believe? Like, and then they ask you, like, you know, not necessarily like answer what you believe, but but how do you just handle that conversation? Yeah. Well, first of all, I have struggled with this in a lot of ways of just like starting actual conversations with people about the Lord who I've never had this conversation with and everything yeah. and just being very out of my comfort zone. Yeah, I um, but I think one of the best ways kind of to go about it, especially in the college setting with an unbeliever is to start at the beginning Yeah. because if they actually have a question about why I believe what I believe and everything, then I can't really tell them what I believe without first telling them the background. That's good. And that's something that we go through in my Bible study groups and things, everything's like that is that we're going to talk about through like what the beginning of time looked like and why the Lord created to do like why he created yeah. things the way that he did. Yeah. And that's why I choose to like believe this. Yeah. And the thing is, is when you start a conversation with someone as you actually care about the person that they are, it's going to be a total game changer than if like I was starting the conversation just so that they would. Right. like become a Christian, right. you know what I mean? Cause yeah. I think that ruins the possibility of relationship and of growth and like yeah. the after effect. And I'm really big on making sure you make that relationship. Yeah. So like if it was someone who was an unbeliever and they asked me about these different questions and stuff, I definitely started off more as like a friendship type mode of like, yeah, dude, great. let's go grab coffee or, yeah, that's great. and things like that. So. Yeah. I think, you know, there's a big shift that's happened in this current, your generation, my generation and under of evangelism talking about jesus mm -hmm. sharing jesus going from confrontational to relational yes and vitally important for someone to grasp the fact and know on a relationship end just that you care for somebody and that right. you love them and you're not there um you know with the wrong motives you're just there to to love them and to share what god's done in your life you know i yeah. love you know first peter three fifteen. always be ready to give an account for the hope that you have in mm -hmm. jesus and do that with gentleness and love and respect like that's the that's the the attitude that we should have when we're talking to people so a uh, great thought there samantha about just how god can use your generation to continue to put his truth in front of others and so last kind of main important question uh what's a major current event right now uh for you that's of great interest <laughs> Okay, so first of all, don't hate. I'm not hating. Um, There's some other people in the room that I might hate. I know they are. I know there are. But, you know, here's the haters. Here's my hand. Right. Um, So I have really started getting into the Enneagram as of this weekend. All right. And that is my current this event. Weekend, as yeah, of as of this weekend. All right. I was a complete hater before then. Um, and well, let's that, stop there for a second. Yeah. Why were you a complete hater to begin with? Because <laughs> I didn't want to be defined by a personality test. Okay. And I but still don't you think are. that. No, I don't think I am. But I think I changed my mindset on that. I think that the Enneagram helps you understand other people better. And if you can help, um, like if you can really understand the people around you better, then you can do better what you, whatever your role is in life. But what do you say to the person that, that gets so caught up in it that they are defined by who they are through an Enneagram number? Quite honestly, I think that deals with like insecurity type things and stuff. So if you really find that you're defined by a certain number or who you are, whatever it may be, you're going to have to really take that up as, you know, as thing like, if I didn't have this, would I be like fine? You know what I'm saying? So like, you kind of have to put yourself out of place, especially with the Enneagram. I think people can get kind of crazy about it. And I know people who are crazy about it, which is not a bad thing, but also just remembering at the end of the day that 
that's not the most important thing. So, yeah. yeah. So are you going around now sharing your Enneagram number? With, with <laughs> no, I just like to figure, I like to figure people out, which is what, like not in a weird way and everything, right. but I've been reading this book, The Road Back to You, and it talks about all the different numbers and just, you know, their personality traits. And it's been kind of cool. I read it to my family last night and just like talking to them and seeing that my dad was a three and he ends up talking about how like, you know, work is really important to him and stuff. And so he wants to do this, this and this and stuff. But at the end of the day, if you're a healthy like three and you go into the book more, you learn that like, but relationships are the front of it all and everything and how you can meet the people's needs around you and stuff. So it's kind of interesting, in fact, kind of just to look around you. And if you think one number is more negatively prone than the other, you not looking at the healthy sides of people. So are you walking around life now, like, uh, determining everybody's Enneagram number? No, I'm not. I'm not that person. I think it's really interesting. So I would love for you to tell me, you know what I mean? Just so I can be like, oh, I see that, you yeah. know, but I'm like, if we were in like a fight or something, I'd be like, I would never be like, that's so one thing to do or anything like that. <laughs> well, you that. had it wrong. You didn't guess mine right. Or I know. Or so. I know. So I'm, I'm a newbie. I told you. Yeah. So I'm what trying did you to do think that. I was? I thought you were a uh, two wing three possibly okay. all right gotcha but also my mom's a one and i feel like y'all are similar people gotcha so. gotcha yeah shout out to christy yeah shout out to christy cheater yeah so uh i was listening to a podcast recently about enneagram all right right i don't know what i where i stand yet uh on some of this but i i need to go study this more because this is someone 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 else was saying uh and so uh, but talking about kind of like where the Enneagram originated mm-hmm. and uh, before it got modernized in the last yeah. four plus years, whenever it's been, um, and talking about how important it was when it first came on the, the yeah. scene in a spiritual level of one, not sharing your Enneagram number with anybody. Like there was a story of this guy that was asking a question to somebody and um, he asked this, this spiritual leader, this question and the guy like kind of froze up and was like, we don't, we don't tell our Enneagram numbers. And it was like a big deal. And because it was so much of a personal thing between you and God and your growth in that. So I want to go read up some more on that. You really should. You really yeah. should. Yeah. I mean, I agree with it. I mean, I agree with like not sharing it somewhat because it really is more to figure out who you are better so you can better approach things. So like me being an eight and like a challenger is what it's talking about and stuff. It would be more like, oh, well, maybe I should be less like. You know, I thought this was a funny joke, but maybe I should hold back on sharing it because this person might think it's more blunt than it should be. You know what I mean? So gotcha. things like that. So it's important in all that in any yeah. personality test though, yeah. to think about uh, God has made you unique and God has given you a purpose and a plan. And it's important for us to live in that plan, live in right. that purpose, live in that uniqueness, not try to be somebody we're not. Mm-mm. That's what we're talking about. We think about right now, using our life right now, the way God's made us and molded us. Uh, for his glory and not getting caught up in a number or a letter or whatever, but just understanding that that's a way for you to better understand some things so that you can move forward. So uh, one other quick thoughts, actually two other quick thoughts, but one specifically about um, some more serious. You were a student, student ministry here at Ridgecrest. Mm -hmm. Share just a quick thought on the impact of the student ministry and encourage those that are listening in our student ministry to think about kind of where they are right now in life. Right. Um, First of all, this student ministry has really helped shape me and where I'm at today. And just even through this past summer, just working like with you, Chase, and with Kate and um, everyone here and just really like realizing how important it was to me and everything and how mold, like a spot where you can actually be molded um, as a believer. And something that I would want to say to people who are going through student ministry right now is 
don't stop going because you think you've reached the peak of your knowledge or, and don't stop going because this or this came up. And I know there were so many times in middle school where I did not come because I had homework or I had this and stuff. And then realizing in high school, I started coming all the time and being consistent about it and just how much it helped grow me as a person. And so that's really what I would encourage people to do is to continue to be consistent. That's one of the greatest skills you can learn in your entire life is be consistent with people, but be consistent about the things that you're going to be disciplined in as well. Yeah, that's great. Great encouragement for those that are listening. And so last question really quick right now, if you could do anything, (laughs) no money, no, don't worry about money. Don't worry about anything right right now. What would it be? Um, don't worry about money. Okay. Um, I, <laughs> that's what you do. Don't worry about, you wouldn't be worried about money. I would be totally worried about money, but, um, not worried about it right now. Yes. Um, I would probably travel the world, not going to lie, but I've always wanted to go. Um, I want to go back to Europe to be honest. All right. And I would love to continue to go through all the different like historic sites that I haven't seen. And then I really would like to go to back to Normandy. And if I could do anything, I would build a house on the cliffs of Point Duhok in Normandy because it's the prettiest place I've ever been. All right. But you're not really allowed to do that because yeah. it's like a historic site <laughs> or whatever. And that's my- I didn't realize you could build nerd. a house either. That's... I, I think I could build a house okay. actually. Yeah, that's, that's, I would need some help. Yeah. But that's my nerdy, my nerdy dream. All right. Well, I love that. So um, Samantha, thanks for uh, talking with me today. <laughs> thanks for this uh, great conversation yeah, on the podcast. Proud of you and uh, thankful for those that are listening. And just want you guys to always know that uh, Samantha is another person that you can talk to um, if uh, there's anything going on, specifically girls, great uh, person just to listen to and help you uh, process through things that God's leading you in right now. And uh, again, we love uh, you guys and are excited for all that God's doing around us. 